Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. Jeremy Rutherford, our Blues Insider with The Athletic, joining us right now. What's up, JR? Not too much, boys. Just uh, celebrating wedding anniversary number 20 today, and uh, I told my wife that uh, we needed to put dinner off because I had to talk to my boys. Well, congratulations, first and foremost, uh, to not only yourself, but obviously your lovely wife, who, as we know, she's got a tough job, uh, JR. <laughs> real tough job. With you, super tough. Yeah, no, real tough. Are you guys going to go out to dinner? What do you? How are you celebrate? Oh yeah, I saw old Jr. anniversary pics on Facebook today. The wedding pic? Yeah. And I had some hair, Riv. Eh? You sure did, buddy. You sure did. You guys look great. That. Yeah, thanks. No, Anthony, we're headed to uh, the hill. Uh, our good buddy Frank Cusimano hooked us up over at uh, G and Tony, so we'll oh, head over nice. there. Dinner. Well, good. Congratulations. We'll uh, we'll we'll keep this relatively long for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jr. As you're watching the Vegas the Vegas Golden Knights hoist their first Stanley Cup in uh, in forever, Bob. I mean, this they they those fans have been waiting a long time to see the uh, their Golden Knights win one. Um, do you do you look at that and say, all right, there's a certain element the way that they won that the Blues need to either get to or maybe get back to? Uh, based on the fact that, you know, Vegas has some pretty good defensive players. Uh, trade for Alex Petrangelo? No, there's yeah. uh, a number of things. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Pew, 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 pew. You know, it, it's it's pretty similar when you look at the makeup of the roster and, and the chemistry that they had. You, you got a good defense. That's a real good defense, and it's not just uh, Petrangelo there. They've got some great ones back there in Martinez and Theodore and, and those guys, and uh, they played that way throughout the series. And then also you had a goal come out of nowhere, Aiden Hill, uh, kind of like Jordan Bennington in 2019. But then I think, as uh, Bruce Cassidy said throughout the series, just a lot of depth. I mean, when you're adding an Ivan Barbashev at the deadline and throwing him up at the top line and other guys get you know, pushed down, uh, that was just a tremendous team effort. So I don't know that there's much that Doug Armstrong could watch and say that's what we need to take away. I just think that it was uh, a great uh, run by the Golden Knights, and it was pretty similar when you look at it to what uh, the Blues had. I think that's the answer right there, though, Jr. I think that if you're the Blues, you do take your own personal experience back in 2019 and maybe not how you did it, but with what you did it. And you look at their defensive core in 2019, there were oak trees back there. Jay Bolmeister, Colton Pareko, Carl Gunnarsson, 6'2", Alex Petrangelo, 6'3", 6'3", for Bortuzzo, Joel Edmondson, 6'3". Like, you had a land of giants back there. Even though they weren't always the most physical group, Vegas is the same way. They're not the most physical in-your-face group of defensemen, but, man, size plays. 
It definitely does, and I like where you're going with that. I guess I'm just being a realist in terms of what the Blues situation is now, and you know, we're talking about can they even flip one guy? Uh, no, you know, I don't think less. it's feasible at this yeah, point, Jared. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely uh, where you're going with that in terms of what the defense could look like and what wins is right on with what the Vegas Golden Knights did, with what the Blues did in 2019. Just tough to you know, for Doug Armstrong to take what he sees and say, okay, that's what we want to get back to. And, and Riv, you're right. I remember going back to 2019, even 2018, if you talk to opposing coaches about the St. Louis Blues defense, it wasn't necessarily the physicality. It was the sticks. They said we got nowhere to pass it because the pucks are, are the sticks are just everywhere. Uh, so it's a great way to play. It's a great way to win if you have that personnel. Unfortunately, the Blues no longer have that personnel. Uh, JR, when you, uh, when you look at this year's playoffs and you look at the Florida Panthers and the Vegas Golden Knights, you know, what jumps off the page for you of stylistically what the blues might have to do to make those steps to get back in the playoffs next year? Yeah, I think it's uh play together as a team. Number one, they didn't do that last year. It's obvious, but when you watch the two teams, uh, you know, and you're going to see that once you get to the second, third, rounds it's teams that are fully committed the blues weren't fully committed so in terms of style that's the word that uh, you use there you know forget about vegas for a second they've got a a little bit of a different personnel but you look at uh, florida and they just got the puck in and they played for each other with each other supported each other got in on the four check how many times did we see florida win a game because the puck got behind the net uh, somebody found themselves open in front. The puck was moved quickly, and they're scoring. And they're scoring because everybody's playing a part uh, in the sequence. And we didn't see a lot of that with the Blues last year. So, you know, Craig Bruby said that at the end of the season. You know, get the puck in. Let's work for each other. He talked about it a lot. Didn't do it. So I think stylistically, that's one thing that they got to be better at next year. Uh, Jared, watching last night as the final seconds ticked off the clock, uh, one – you know, very happy for a couple of guys. Ivan Barbashev, he went there and was such a difference maker for that team. He ended up being probably the biggest acquisition at the deadline league-wide for the impact that he had uh, on that roster. But I'm also looking at Alex Petrangelo. And I'm not going back to, to circle the wagons again to talk about Alex Petrangelo and the St. Louis Blues and their separation slash divorce at the time. But what do you think this does for Alex Petrangelo's legacy? Because, like, right away last night, the social media, they love to throw out so some teasers. But some, some people, hockey people, were talking about, where does this put Alex Petrangelo as far as a Hockey Hall of Fame candidate once his career ends? Yeah, I think he's a Hall of Famer. Now you can say that maybe he's got to finish out this career and continue, you know, what he's doing. But when you talk about a two-time Stanley Cup champion, when you talk about a guy who's uh, won gold at the Olympics. He's won world championship. He's won uh, world, world, uh, you know, the World Cup. I think it's a situation where he's been a winner his entire career. Now, has he been in the Norris conversation every year? MVP? No, nothing like that. You know, he's not that type of player that's going to put up a lot of points. But I think if you step back and we talk about the things that we just touched on, you know, what he's done in his career, I think he's a Hall of Famer. And then when you add to the fact Riv, that he just did it with two different teams. You know, I'm not taking away anything from a player who wins back-to-back cups or two cups in three years with the same team, but to do what he did in St. Louis, play as well as he did in that playoff run, then go on to a different team in Vegas. Yes, they've got a ton of talent there, but he's an anchor on that defense. And so to me, when you do it with two different franchises, two different circumstances, there's a common denominator there. 
and right now it's Alex Petrangelo. Jeremy Rutherford joining us right now on his anniversary, by the way, in the fast lane here on 101 ESPN. Uh, JR, the Blues name, Mike Weber, assistant coach, and Mike, Mike Babcock, the skills coach, the Michael Babcock, the 28-year-old Michael Babcock. What do we need to know about these coaching hires? Yeah, a couple things. And I heard you talk to uh, Craig Bruby. He touched on a, a lot of it uh, in terms of he thinks that uh, Mike Weber is going to be a good fit. He comes from the AHL Rochester team. Uh, he was there for the past three seasons. You know, I've made some phone calls. I have a piece up probably tomorrow afternoon on uh, what he's going to try to do with the defense. Uh, Craig Bruby said there'll probably be some changes. They need to hash through that uh, when they get together and meet here later in the summer. But he thinks there'll be some changes. They need to tighten up. They need to be uh, you know, better, more physical in front of the net. You know, is Mike Weber the guy to come in and help this uh, defense do that? We'll see. You know, in talking to the people around Rochester, they say that it was more of an up-tempo uh, the D were jumping up in the play. Uh, there was the difficulty of having a lot of slot shots taken against Rochester. So maybe that's not the strength in terms of what Mike Weber brings. And that was a weakness for the St. Louis Blues. So it'll be interesting to see how he comes in and they can help in that area because that was a major problem for the Blues, as we said. Uh, but I think in terms of a fit for the coaching staff, he's best friends with Steve Ott. They've been tight for a long time. He's going to come in. He's a young guy, 35 years old and relate uh, to these young guys. Jared, a lot of the text messages coming through and other stuff on social media, Blues, some, some Blues fans are worried that, that Mike Weber is so young and that he has no experience at the NHL level. And you look at your defensive core, you've got three guys in particular, four if you include Marco Scandella, but Krug, Letty, and Falk, those are veteran guys that could be an obstacle for a young coach coming in that these veteran players are kind of like, ah, I need to see you prove it to me a little before I listen or before I get 100% buy-in. Yeah, I think that's probably going to be the case. I mean, he's not going to come in and, you know, right away have that uh, authority. They're going to want to see what he has to say and, and, and show it. He did play eight seasons in the league, 351 games mostly with Buffalo, played with uh, Washington there at the tail end. You know, that doesn't mean everything, uh, but I do think, as you know, uh, a lot of players give coaches who played the game a little more respect in in that area. But, uh, you know, Mike Van Ryan was a relatively young guy, and for whatever reason, you know, that ran its course, and maybe he wasn't able to relate to some of these guys as as much as the organization would have liked to. But, you know, they're going to get a fresh voice. Greg Ruby did say that today when asked about the difference between Van Ryan and Weber. He said a different voice. That always helps. Uh, in hockey, so we'll see what he can do. But I go back to what I was saying in the last answer. You know, they said that uh, that Rochester gave up a lot of stuff in the middle and that they weren't really able to fix that, and it was to their detriment. Puck moving up ice, and that's a good thing. That's today's game. Uh, but the Blues had an issue last year that they're going to count on Mike Weber to come in and help fix, and if that's not one of his strengths, that area, then uh, we'll see what he can do. But, you know, I think he'll come in, get settled in, get to know the guys, and, and then, uh, yeah, he will have to prove himself. JR, go have a great dinner with your lovely wife. Happy anniversary to you, too, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Yeah, 20 years. It only feels like 15 minutes underwater. Oh, dude, come on. (laughs) Hey, she's in the other room. She couldn't hear it. (laughs) That's okay. She hears everything. We just clipped it, and we're sending it to her. Yeah, no big deal. We got you covered, JR. See you, buddy. Uh, Thanks. See you. Bye. (laughs) That's Jeremy Rutherford here in the Fastlane on 101 ESPN.